Welcome to Discretion Advised, your favorite podcast for all things pop culture and pornographic in nature. I'm John Hill here with Mark McNamara. How was that intro, Mark? One to ten. I feel like it was a solid four. I feel like we're in nature. And with this wardrobe behind you, I feel like, you know, the lion, the witch and the grape. Yeah, you're getting Aslan, like Tilda Swinton, White Witch. Hey, on a scale of one to ten, Mom, how coherent was that intro? Good. White wine. White wine. (laughs) One of these days, uh, we are going to have her on this podcast, and I cannot wait. We did discuss her. She was almost on this episode, but we decided to go almost on this episode. (laughs) But today, we're discussing all things New York with one of our favorite legacy cast members, the Real Housewives of New York, Jill Zarin. So I know that you lived in New York. I've lived in New York. You just stayed at my house in New York. How'd that go? Oh, wow. Well, you know, later in the broadcast, I will be going over uh, the book report I I wrote about your film, Get Away. Um, for It's a Naked Sword original. And um, it reminded me of my, my trip to New York and my stay at your house. You know, the guys, <laughs> they go to... Uh, what is promised to be a gorgeous resort, and they show up, and it's a total dump. So, of course, when I showed up, I thought, "Hey, it's like it's like getaway. It's like the premise." Uh, <laughs> um, no, I loved. I you're so generous and gracious, and I loved staying at your house. I loved being amongst your animals. The ferret, whose name is either Shannon or Heather, I called her both. Sheila. Um, she, I loved her. She's so sweet. I, I fell in love with her, her angelic little face, her little feet. I took a lot of videos. Uh, and then right when I was coming around to the concept of a ferret as a pet, I saw the inside of her mouth. And when you see that, you don't ever, uh, the whole world just takes on a carnivorous uh, inside of a fun house stabbing, uh, not scary farm, Halloween, 24 seven kind of hell. Um, she has little stabbing machete teeth, little raccoon possum teeth, like a, ra- like yes, a possum gone like wrong. Like a raccoon, a like ferret, a fox. A, yeah. <laughs> That's what they're closely related to. People think rat. They don't have the little rat teeth. That would be too scary for me. I don't like rats. Speaking of New York, that's my least favorite thing about New York is rats. I had one jump on my leg once and try to kill me. Um, mm. But thank you so, so much. Honestly, like in, in all sincerity, I loved seeing your house. I loved uh, the highlight was ripping all your lights out of the wall because I didn't know how to turn them off. I love that. <laughs> He did do that. I like. All you have to say is Alexa, lights off. I don't know how that works. I get paid by Naked Sword. I don't have enough money for an Alexa. I also loved when you came back that night, we were able to be with each other in person and uh, share some space. I'm getting the, the notification from our producer to stop eating the mic, but you know, I can't help it. Oh my God. I just he watched does the have porn. I can't not. Do this. So yeah, Good thank idea. you. It was great to see you and Joseph. It was wonderful. I uh, I broke your Keurig. I broke your blender. I washed your dishes. I washed your floors. I was a good house guest. Do you do you agree? No, I do agree. And I was able to see all this on the nanny cam that I have. I don't uh, believe this. If this is true, well, I have to hang up. Well, second of all, you always say that you don't have a butt, but judging by this nanny cam, or should I say fanny cam, you absolutely do. And on top of that, you also have a very, what I find, very sexy thigh tattoo that I didn't know you had before. It's in the footage. When I say 
I'm shook right now. I'm seriously upset. I would have not. I would have behaved very differently alone in your house. Is this? Are you gonna like make this as upsetting as as you you might? What what exactly is on your? Where where was it? Where wasn't it? You were watching my children. Of course, I had a nanny cam. <sighs> where I didn't I didn't have a nanny cam. <laughs> where was it? <laughs> I didn't have one, but I noticed your tattoo when we got back. John left a beautiful Easter basket for me, which I'm partaking in right now. Here's one of the goodies that was in my Easter basket. Um, but he's holding up sitting, Red Bull. You were uh, luxuriating upstairs on the couch, and you had your open spread to make America gape again. And I saw this tattoo on your thigh that I had never noticed before. What, is it, what does it say? It says something like, what did it say? Something like triumph. Or oh my God. Could you imagine if I had triumph the insult comic dog on my tattoo? Actually, that would be better than what I actually have. It's hard to what talk does, about. I got it done in why? a very dark place, dark, dark time in my life. I don't love it. I'm getting it removed. Don't. I, it's, it's, I love it a lot. What do, I don't know what it says, though, mainly due to my illiteracy. What does it say? Well, there's no vowels. It's just weird random letters. We'll talk about it another really? time. Well, I'm going to work up to it. The first step is just acknowledging that there's a tattoo. The second step, maybe a couple episodes from now, we'll talk about what it says. But it was a mistake. It should just say the word mistake. Okay. Might as well. Speaking of mistakes. Get away. I was away. <laughs> I was away filming uh, in Tahoe while you were on my nanny cam. The Swords. The swords, the swords, the swords. It was a challenge. I um, I was getting reports from you. The texts were like, uh, I broke my finger. Uh, I passed out. I, I crashed into a tree. Still broken. his pants. I vomited on him. See, you can see the bone. If you're watching on discadpod.com, you can see the bone sticking out of my finger. You see that? Um, the very first day I passed out because I wasn't used to the altitude there. So we were 10,000 feet above um, rat level. And I just, I was running around through the woods and I didn't realize I got back in the car and I'm like, holy shit, I can't get oxygen. I can't, uh, passed right out. Um, but I came to, I, I think I only passed out for like a split second or a couple days. It's like when you get choked and, out by Austin Will. Sorry, go ahead. Yep. Yep. On a Delta flight, turbulent. Um, but that was the first day passed out, realized what you can and can't do on the first day in altitude. And then... I got into a pretty bad snowmobile accident. And why were you um, snowmobiling? Like days off? Are you just like killing? No, time? it was part of the movie. There was a there's a scene where I can't give away too much of the plot, but they're they're being trained uh, these sword members, and there's a scene where they're going through the woods on a um, snowmobile. Roman Todd and Max Connor. And so I was driving the snowmobile uh, with my assistant, with Joseph on the back, and I was going to the spot that we were going to film. And they said just to follow the tracks that were already there. So I did, and one of the tracks was very close to the edge of the mountain. I really hope the guy who rented me the snowmobile is not listening to this. Um, did you say mountain? Mountain. Okay. And my button. So anyways, the tracks was really close to the edge. And when we got over to that edge, the snow fell out from underneath us. And we flew sideways down the mountain this way. Joseph went flying off the back. For some reason, I held on. And I did two full 360s down the mountain on top of the snowmobile. And then I got pinned underneath it. Luckily, we hit a tree or else we would have kept going down the mountain. And things would have been a lot worse. So you would have been doing a one-on-one -on -one with Jill Zarin today. <laughs> but 
luckily I, the, the tree stopped us and I got pinned underneath and Joseph ran over like one of those scenes, like with the moms taking the car off their kids, like this heavy machinery, he just like lifted right off me and I was able to get off. And then we pushed the snowmobile toward them up the top of the mountain. and I was able to ride it up again, but I've done some damage. I couldn't walk for a bit. And, but we have medical experts on site going to fix me up. And one day I'll be able to walk again. And are you willing to share the story of what happened? I know we're not allowed to talk about scatological humor anymore on this podcast, <laughs> but are you allowed to talk about the time you witnessed someone crap their pants and you got so grossed out that you immediately vomited on top of them? I forgot about that. Yes, I'm not going to say who, but I was in the car with somebody who just ate a milkshake. And, and they're we lactose intolerant. So this all... Definitely, they were not tolerating tolerating the lactose that day. So this person thought they were going to just let out a little windy Winstead, but instead, it was a solid. And the smell in the car, they just look over at me and said, oops, I had an accident. And then I took a deep breath in, and then I just started vomiting everywhere. And I had to pull over because the vomit was coming out of my mouth. And I sent John a picture of the person who was cleaning up themselves with their sock because that's all that they had. And I, there was just vomit everywhere. So that was, you know, that was day three or four. And because you guys are such professionals, you went straight to set and you didn't even like shower or buy new clothes. You just kept shooting the porn. I didn't poop my pants. That's true. That is true. Never have, never will. Not since I was an adult. I don't know what y'all are doing with your buttholes. That poop is just falling out, but that has not happened to me. So is the swords a, uh, it's like, a legacy film, right? It's like a continuing in the tradition of what? Like it's gonna, out, yeah, out of Aspen and shit? Uh, in a way, it's going to be 10 movies to- total. Uh, the second part we're about to film in Paris and in Spain next month. That'll be the second part. And it will continue for the next uh, 10 movies total uh, ongoing arc. Oh, about She got a 10-picture deal. 10-picture deal, honey. You got it. So I, I can't wait to share more about it, but apparently we're going to have to wait a little longer because they're not going to release it until September. So more to come on that. All right. Well, I'm hoping I'll get to go to Europe and uh, be on set for the next time you vomit on your staff or whoever it was. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have vomit. On th- okay. Let me talk about something. Op- let me, let's go opposite of vomit. The next day that John Hill and me, when I came back and saw him the morning of He came upstairs with his shirt off, no blouse covering his breast. And let me tell you something, how glorious his body is looking. Like, you're buff and I'm buffet. Like, that's where we're at right now. And it was just, I just need to get a little palate cleanser from that poop story. Okay. What? (laughs) No, that's it. You looked great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I have been working hard, you know, as I've uh, settled into this job currently you know consistently around such gorgeous physical beauty i felt like i needed to snatch my tits out so oh my god wait can i go off another quick sidebar off of that i saw last night this movie called x i saw it you heard of it you saw x i saw it when i was staying at your house i never knew about it okay so it's a movie it's about a porn they're, it's Brittany snow is in it uh mia goth they're making a porn movie in texas and then in it the seventies, like a horror movie in the seventies, nineteen seventy nine. I didn't realize that Mia Goth plays both the young woman and the old woman. I didn't know that until after. 
Me neither. I didn't know until after because that was my biggest complaint. Like the movie's about these two old people who are then like stalking and harassing and killing these younger porn people. And my biggest complaint was why not cast old people? Because it's so they look so goofy in all this makeup. They don't look real old people. And then to realize that the young ingenue also plays the old lady. It takes on a it makes the the whole movie have a different uh message in a way, you know? Like we're all young, then we're all old, and like desire never fades. It's pretty brilliant. I liked it a lot, other than the casting. Um, but they they must have talked to somebody in the port industry because they got a lot of things right when Britney's like, doesn't matter what the script says, just matters how we fuck. Is that <laughs> like true? That um, I don't think so. But well, I felt, I I felt connected say. to the director in the movie, who, spoiler alert, is the first one to die. Thank you very much. The director gets killed first. No, uh the sound um, guy does. The sound guy. No, the sound guy is a girl, and she doesn't. Well, get... the other, the 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 cinematographer guy gets killed first. The director. Oh, you mean the producer? I was thinking the producer, like main. Oh no, the producer gets killed second, later. Yeah, yeah, but the directors who's all like, "I want to make this cinematic. It doesn't just have to be dirty." Speaking of dirty, I can't wait to talk about Getaway later on. Um, oh my god, I can't wait. Okay, should we do thoughty toppies? Is that Bring where, it. Is that where we are? I'm ready. I'm ready to thought it out. Cameron's drinking on the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I meant literally drinking, not drinking alcohol. And let, I mean, I don't know what's in that spill-proof cup from Sonic. <laughs> okay, thoughty toppies. Do it. Okay, this week there was an incredibly rumor, 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 emphasis on the word rumored. Uh Rumor about how Bravo might be coming up with a version of The View for the Morning Times. Uh, it was submitted to a, you know, one of those sites. Uh, it says that Bravo is currently putting together a new daytime show uh, to fill out the panel. They're, you know, they're trying to get Bravo stars in there. Mark, who would you stock this panel with from Broadway uh, Broadway celebs? Broadway Lady Kazan. Celebs. Yeah, Lady who, Kaz- who from um, Bravo? I think we need uh, Kim D., from Jersey, Brilliant. we need Jax Taylor, we need Brock from Vanderpump Rules, we need Jeff Lewis, we need Daniel Staub, we need Aviva's leg, and we need two of Kim Zolciak's wigs. Wow, I had uh, Kim Zolciak on mine as well, and uh, I also have Giselle, who I love. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not a fan of Giselle? A lot. Hey, listen, I don't dislike her. I just I'm more of a Karen Huger. I know. I'm more of a Giselle. I also love Phaedra. Love Phaedra. Um, I would like Vicky in the morning. Sorry about it. I stand by it. Okay, and She works a lot. So. And the in the Barbara chair. I mean, in the uh, Meredith Vieira, in the Whoopi chair. My Whoopi, Kim Richards. Sigh. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. I would rather have Helvetica in the Barbara chair. I think it should be Helvetica, Aisha from Below Deck, Case Chastain from Below Deck, um, Portia Williams, Nini Quad, and Quad. round it out with Margaret Josephs. And maybe tossing on there um, Golnessa from Shaw's. Why not? <laughs> we need a stoner. Um, yeah, and Jeff Lewis is obviously great in the mornings. Um, dare we talk about the Oscars? I cannot believe we're still talking about the slap. When it happened, I thought there's no way by time we record that we're still going to be talking about this assault and <sighs> i think just 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 then let's not I, 
Well, let's. let's. Where I were think you? We should at this point. Where were you? Because and what were you doing? Who I? were you with? What were you eating? What were you smoking? Um, I was actually in a taxi because I was leaving my friend's house because I had had enough of Oscar. So I was going home, and he called me to let me know Will Smith just assaulted Chris Rock. Mm. Mm. But okay, let's let's balance this out because I feel like a lot of people are saying that his his Oscar should be taken away from him. But I also agree with the point that if Rowan Polanski and Woody Allen are allowed to ha- keep an Oscar, then so should Will Smith or take them all away. There, There is no, it should be not be one or the other. Take them all or leave them all. And let's also go back and remember some other awful things that happened on the Oscars. Like in 2000 when Angelina kissed her brother on stage. Right. Or in 1973 when Marlo Brando refused his Oscar and sit, sent up, um, what's her, what's her name? Satchin, Satchin Little Feather? Satchin, 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 Little Feather, yeah. Yes, and then uh, John Wayne had to be held back by six guys to who was going to go attack her. So fucking white people are crazy. crazy. So let's not put this all on Will Smith just being crazy. He is crazy, and I am very much agree with Wanda Sykes. And her her quote was it was from it for them to let him stay in that room and enjoy the rest of the show and accept his award. I was like, how gross is this? This is the wrong message. You assault somebody, you get, get escorted out of the building, that's it. For them to let him continue, I thought it was gross. Plus, I wanted to be able to run out after he won and say, unfortunately, Will could not be here tonight. I side with Wanda on that, and I know that Chris Rock came up to Wanda at a party afterwards and, and apologized to her because the hosts do a lot, and I, they did a really good job. And for Will to take that moment away from everybody, the Williams sister, the host all the other people who won um he did a lot of damage and for the the footage now coming out showing jada just laughing at it as it happened i think it's sick i think they're both toxic i don't want nothing to do with the smiths anymore i think clearly open relationships aren't that healthy aren't that healthy (laughs) is that to blame i mean I mean, but I do like Lady Bunny's take. Lady, Lady Bunny's take was to calm Will down. They gave him a statue of, J- of Jada. That was my favorite thing that has been said. <laughs> they gave him a statue of Jada. <laughs> and now we know there's two things we don't talk about. Bruno and Jada. Uh, God, I hate that fucking song so much. I don't, I don't understand how that song is the, the one that has broken out to be a hit. With all the Disney songs that have come out that are amazing, that goofy-ass song... Is the one that's become a hit? Thank I you. don't get it. I do not get it. Um, I feel like it's Illuminati at work, mm-hmm. um, dark-sided, and definitely J.K. Rowling is to blame. Um, let's just blame her. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Let's never talk about that slap again, <laughs> and let's never watch anything that Will Smith ever does again. God, MIB. Real Housewives of New York star Leah McSweeney, who we want on the podcast. Leah, if you're listening, which I know you we are. Want, I love Leah. Come on. Leah, come on the podcast. Leah, Leah tweeted at me one time. Not that I'm on Twitter anymore, but she tweeted at me. All right, Leah. This is our plea. Leah, Plea. Uh, she, uh, page six was talking about Leah. Uh, she remained close with Julia Fox ever since they attended Alcoholics Anonymous meetings in New York City. And she was Julia's sponsor, which I love. I love a sponsor sponsy relationship. It's one of my faves. What's the look on your face? Are you not into that? I think it's a match made in heaven. It's supposed to be anonymous. <laughs> well, but if both people are out about it, it's okay. And Julia did, said, did, yeah, did, that's true. Oh, she did give yeah. permission with her. She, Yeah, she confirmed it back in November. She was like, Dark-eyed woman was able to, to convince. You know what? Listen, 
the craziest What, what about Julia's makeup do you want to talk about? <laughs> I, and or her masterpiece memoir. I'm here quote, for unquote, it. That she's working I'm, on. She, she she has always said that the whole th everything she's doing is performance art. Her life is a performance. It's all this insanity. I think every time she opens her mouth, it is absolutely her giving us comedic gold. I think it's brilliant. You think she's? You think it's comedy? You don't think she's batshit crazy? I think both can be true at the same time. Look at me. True. Oh, true. It's my mom. <laughs> Um, okay. Okay. Should we do the meaty minute? Let's I have do a, it. I have a meaty minute for you. Are you ready? Okay. I'm going to put down my okay. notes. I'm just going to listen and, and vamp. Okay. Start the clock, Cameron. We have one minute to talk about dick. Here we go. Oh, God. He already started. Shit, motherfucker. Okay. This is cold read. I haven't read it yet. A man's penis turns black and rots after he injected it with cocaine. A 35-year-old unnamed man went to the emergency room in the Bronx after spending three days in excruciating and worsening pain in his penis, scrotum, and groin area. And right foot. What the fuck? The pain started almost immediately after he injected cocaine into the dorsal vein. Dorsal vein? We have a dorsal vein? What the fuck? Are we dolphins? He injected it into the dorsal vein, which runs the full length of the shaft. He did this two times. He then refused to have surgery to cut away at the dying tissue of his penis, which was receiving standard wound care. Oh my God, I only have 14 seconds left. I, I don't have time for you to comment. I got to move on to the next. Chris Hemworth keeps his prosthetic penis from vacation on display next to his Thor hammer. And that's all I had to say about that because I only have four seconds. Oh, so that's brought to you by on. Gray's Papaya. <laughs> All right, that is a meaty minute. When we come back, we will be joined by the one, the only legacy star, hopefully, herself, Real Housewives of New York, Jill Zarin. Go get your fabrics. Welcome back to Discretion Advised. I'm here joined by my beautiful queen, John Hill, and you know her as an OG of the Real Housewives of New York, and from running with a fabulous circle of people. It's Jill Zarin. Hi, Jill. Hi, Jill. You know, it's funny you just said running with a fabulous circle of people because I was arguing with my team today because I said, I didn't say running with a fabulous circle of people. I said running with a fabulous circle of friends. And they're like, no, you said people. I'm like, no, I said friends. And they're like, no, you said people. And we had a big fight about it. I think I said friends in one place and said people in a tagline. And so they said I had to stay with people because it doesn't sound right. I would have said fabulous circle of friends. Anyway, whatever. It's all good. You can good. say whatever you want, and it sounds right to me. Aww. We are all talking. We're talking all about New York today. So at the top of this, I just want to make a quick lightning round of New York things, and you just tell me what is your favorite in New York. Are you ready? A New and York John, minute. John, you can chime in, too. It's a lot of you, pressure. You it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? Your favorite Broadway show? Um, Beetlejuice. Oh, favorite spot to get near. I invested pizza. in it. Can I say that? I invested. Yes. In it. Yeah. I also invested. At, well, you know what? Someone's got to support Broadway. And I also invested in how to succeed. Um, not how to succeed. Lacage years ago with Marty Richards. You know, did you know, know who Marty was? Yeah. Wow. An icon. And um, and I just invested in Ain't Too Proud to Beg. And I can't believe it closed. Because it of did. the pandemic, it was sold out. Blame. Anyway, yeah, it's COVID. on the road. It's on the road and Beetlejuice, which was going to close for some ridiculous reason because Hugh Jackman thinks he's a big shot, <laughs> decided that he was coming to Broadway and he wanted a certain theater and they kicked our ass out. 
which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But we did land at the Marriott Marquis. So Beetlejuice is back on Broadway. Which is so. another huge We love Leslie space. Kritzer. We love Carrie Butler. We love everybody in Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's a great show. Your so favorite spot to take first-time New Yorkers? You have guests in town. Where do you have to take them in New York? Rockefeller Center. Well, favorite place to grab a drink or socialize? Um, you know, for like my single adult, you know, over 50 friends who are looking to mingle and so many places have shut down, there's really only one. Do you, I, I'll tell you and you tell me if you agree. Avra. The bar scene Where's there that? is insane. Avra Drescher? Avra. A-V-R-A. It's on, it's, it's, um, it's the best food. Um, it's on 61st between 5th and Madison. Avra Streisand? Your favorite neighborhood other than the Upper East Side? Chelsea. Okay, gay. I want to live in Chelsea. Gay rights. I know. I love Chelsea. You know what? You have great apartments, high roofs, terraces. Like they have great, great apartments there. Right? That's true. Sure. Leave it to the gays to pick the best area to live. Sorry. Always move where the gays are. They know where to live. They know how to live. They know where to live. That's why I'm in Florida. Where in Florida are you, John? <laughs> an, undisclosed, in an undisclosed location. Well, I'm in Boca. I, I'm in Boca. And I'm in Miami. I have a place in Miami. So I go okay, me and Mark will come visit. Mark's originally from Miami. Miami. His dad was a fisherman. All right. Oh. I can't with you. Your worst taxi experience. I don't think I've ever had a bad one. What? Okay, can I tell you real quick? Yeah. I was in a taxi once on my way to a Barry's boot camp. I know. Embarrassing. And he started hitting on me, and then he pulled out his dick. I've seen the photo. Get out of here. And I, I Send have a her photo, the photo of it. Hold on. Let me, you talk oh, amongst yourself. I will pull up this photo. Jill, this can I tell you something? Well, how many gay this taxi cab- drivers are there? They're all, no, I'm not, you know, whatever. Usually they're of another ethnicity from another country today. Well, Fran Lebowitz was a cab driver. See, look at that cock. My God. That looks like my dog's. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have no no Hercules I had this you know boss um, Hercules I had used to share a dog had a big you know for his size very big very red and he used to whip it out and whack it off in stores like Intermix and I'd have to bring paper towels and clean it up yeah wait who would whack because it off because my friend it was really my friend's dog and she wouldn't fix him <laughs> so he'd whack off and it, he'd come all over the floor I'm serious. In it intermix? On 73rd and 3rd. You oh can't make Speaking this of cum all over God. the floor. All over do, the floor. Are you, a porn, are you a porn watcher? Absolutely. I have a porn. What type of porn? I have a porn card in my, in my uh, wallet. My favorite. <laughs> I haven't, but to be fair, I have a like porn card. Like an American really Express? Not into it. Yeah, right next to it. It says um, authorized porn fan club. No, I'm just wow. teasing. But okay, what do you like when you watch porn? Well, Joe's first of all, Aaron. Debbie Does Dallas is the best of all time. Classic. Am I right? She, she did you it know, well. You know, I'm not into the hard, hard porn. It creeps me out. I like a little story. You know, that's the difference between men and women. I need a this story. This is Mark's profession. That's what I specialize in, story. Do you have a housewives, hot housewives? I'm sure. You've got to have like No, a, but let's do it. No, no, I don't mean real housewives doing it. But I'm saying you don't have any named like the real housewives of... <laughs> Hunks or something? I don't know. I I'm come sure up someone did that. Well, yeah, hung wives. I don't like Real to do hung hung wives. Too much. There you go. Yeah. The hung hung wives. wives. Wow. Hungry wives. You can Hungry invest. Wives. You've invested in Beetlejuice. You can invest. You might have in to invest porn. in porn. It'll probably make me the most money I've ever made. That's why. Do, they, do you still make it in the valley in California? Is that still like cliche? He makes or? it in Hell's Kitchen. I make it in my penthouse in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Not and I. 
Okay, so is Hell's Kitchen next to Chelsea? Yeah. Right. It's so, like the next neighborhood. Let's see, and the penthouse. See, what I, that's what I'm saying. You guys know where to find the right real estate. We got to. We got to. Oh, she okay. likes a story. Okay, that's romantic. What else in our well, New York? Well, women do. I mean, I bet you if you took an, um, a survey, you know, do you want story or no story? I think men would be, you know, 80% no story and women would be 80% story. It's a difference. See, that's what I thought. But no? for some reason, the story ones... The gay porn story ones sell more than the straight up all sex. Yeah, I want the, so the somewhere heart and in there. Feeling. People want a story. Yeah. Well, you need a little foreplay. Yeah, you, give me a reason. Get mm-hmm. your mind. If you put your mind involved, then your body you can't just jump. It's, it's, it's not grinder. Okay, it's not grinder. It's a movie. He's Thank laughing you. hysterical. Cameron. That's right. Cameron, I've got Cameron like peeing in his pants right now. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> it's not. Gr- he does have it's a, not grinder. That infection. should be your next tagline. It's not grinder. <laughs> it's not grinder. <laughs> Actually, you want to hear my next tagline, and it's not my next tagline, but Gary, my boyfriend, who was, I wish he was here, hysterical. That's why I'm with him. He's so fucking funny. I can't even stand it. He came up with it. We play tennis a lot. That's how we connected. So he came up with the tagline. Um, um, now I can't fucking remember. But it has Nothing to do with net. tennis balls. It has to do with tennis balls. Oh, shit. Where's my phone? Blake, do you nope. have my phone? It's on my phone. <laughs> I think she stole my phone. It's right, here. it's right here. Thank you. That's my phone? Blake stole your phone. Blake stole oh. my phone. I know Thanks, I have Blake. it. It's in my notes because I keep notes on stuff like that. How long have you and Gary been together? Where are we at with this? Three years. Good three years. Are we engaged? Are we feeling it? What's do happening Do I want to be engaged? Not really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not really. Me neither. I, actually, I you know what? I would be engaged if I wanted to be engaged, and that, but I wouldn't get married. Oh, yeah, that's romantic to be engaged. Okay, you ready? Okay, what's your tagline? Life for me is about having a ball on and off the court. Okay, love it. Nice job. Gary made it up. We love it. Gary, by the way, is the king of the one-liners. This guy, he's like the male, I don't want to say Bethany because totally different personalities. But he has, (laughs) like Dorinda, like the one-liners, they just... All day long, they just keep pouring out of him. He knows how to put him. To, I don't know. He's, he's and do, do you guys laugh? You giggle in bed. Does he keep you laughing at night? I can't. Okay. Like, Allison, my daughter, probably laughs even harder. And um, and she's a very serious girl, Allie. She's not like, we're very different. She's much more serious. And just, she's a Scorpio. What can I say? I'm a Scorpio. So Dangerous. are you like her? Double. Like- I'm a double. I'm a double Scorp Pisces moon. Oh, Pisces. I love Pisces. Bobby was Pisces. My first husband was Pisces. I'm emotional and horny all the time. Yeah. Well, Allie's, but but, but Allie holds it in. Right. Allie um, is a protector of me. Mm -hmm. Like, to me. I'm like that to Mark. So you don't hold it in, John. You're like the dog. You jerk off in the stores. I come in intermix, okay? (laughs) You guys are never going to forget that. That is the best story. And his name was Hercules. Wait, the dog was a chihuahua named Hercules. Could you imagine having a a name like that he had to live up to? Hercules? Maybe it's a chihuahua thing because my dog is a chihuahua and his dick used to get stuck outside his body and I had to go get Aquaphor and shove it back in his body. Yeah. Is he fixed though? Is he fixed? And not at Intermix. No, he used to come at Hollister. Oh, he's fixed. fixed. Yeah. Right. So he's not spraying it all over the place. No, no, he sure isn't. It's messy. Yeah, it's messy. messy. Yeah. Okay. Speaking messy. of messy, I have a, a New York minute to go through with you. These are, I posted, I said, Hey, we have Jill on the podcast. What are your questions? So there are five questions here about old school New York. I didn't, I didn't write these. So don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and either. ask them. All right. Love you. Okay. 
Question number one. Why did you record your one-on-one with Andy? What were you afraid that they might show that you didn't want? Oh, very simple. So usually, and you know this, John, the, um, first of all, I was in a very paranoid state of being at that time. Very paranoid. Um, the intent was they told me that they were going to film 45 minutes or, or an hour. And I'm like, why would they do that? It's a 30-minute show, so it's 20 minutes. So I knew they were going to edit, obviously. So I wanted to make sure that the edit was a fair edit. And I did not hide it, by the way. Did not. And by the way, I don't even have it. I said I did it. And I didn't do it. I was in the interview, right? I said that I asked my assistant to do it. And I'll tell you, I know who told Andy because there were only two people who knew. Rob Shooter was the one who I told that my assistant was going to record it. I don't think she ever did. I never heard it. It was more of like I said I was going to. And then it got back to Andy that I did do it. It was never, nobody ever heard it. Nobody ever saw it. There's no evidence of it. I could have said it's not true and show it to me. And there isn't any because it never existed. Okay, I have two more quick ones to get through. What did Kelly say to you about why she was leaving Scary Island when you ran into her at the airport? You saw that, that I ran into her at the airport. I have a photo of that. Um, what did she say? Did I'll she tell you, I said, I get off the plane and I see, and she's going like this. <laughs> and I see her in the window. I'm on the tar. Imagine for people who aren't listening, who, who don't know what I'm talking about. When I landed in the airport in St. John, you land on the tarmac and you walk down the stairs onto the tarmac. And then you walk outside to get to immigration. And as I'm walking along the path, uh, there's a clear window for the people waiting to get on the plane after they clean it. And I see someone waving at me and I recognize her as Kelly. And I run up to the window and I'm like, what are you doing here? I'm coming to save you. And she said, oh, I got to go home. Um, my, the nanny has to leave. And she didn't say anything about what happened. She says, my nanny had to leave and I have to go. I said, Kelly, stay. What are you doing? Now, at that point, I should not have kept going because I was, you know, going there. I was going there to make up with Bethany and to try to make peace with the house. Um, But the mistake I made was the night before the girls called me like off camera. It wasn't part of the show. And they're like, Jill, we're calling you like real life. Even though like Bethany and I weren't talking at the time, she was on the call with me saying, listen, something happened with Kelly. We, with, it's very serious. We don't know what's wrong. Um, and I should have said, I'm coming down tomorrow. Mm. And I did. And I kept the surprise. And by the way, self-inflicted. It was my idea. This was not producers. They, I was invited on the trip by Ramona and it was on the show that she invited me. And I told her I couldn't go because Allison was finishing her applications for college. And I wanted to make sure that they got done and everything was good. She finished early, like on Sunday and and they were staying till Tuesday. So I called the producers and I said, listen, I'm going to St. Barta on Tuesday or Wednesday. I could fly to St. John if you'll pay for my ticket to go from St. John to to, you know, St. Bart's and go see the girls and try to, you know, make peace because I couldn't go at the beginning of the trip, but maybe I could surprise them, surprise them. And I forgot Ramona hates surprises. And of course, nobody would have known. And I knew Kelly was there. If Kelly wasn't there, I would never have gone into that hornet's nest because nobody there liked me. But when you Uh, saw Kelly at the airport, were you like, maybe this is bad? Or or did you think that that was... Back to what you were saying about you should have turned back at that point. Did you think, oh, Kelly's fine, I'll go home? 
Yeah, I didn't t- think of it that it was that serious because she looked okay. Right. And she's Kelly. You know, Kelly has a little quirky personality. Um, you don't say. So, no, no, but she's, by the way, she's amazing. And she's business-wise, you know, it's kind of like Paris Hilton, like a little like Paris Hilton. You know how Paris has like the baby voice and that pers- yeah. that's her alter ego. But if you right. know her, she has a serious voice and a serious yeah. personality, right? Oh, so okay. Kelly's yeah, a little yeah. bit like that. Kelly has a very serious business mind, very smart. She went to, um, where'd she go to college? To jogging in the street university. She went to Columbia. No, she went to Columbia. No, she's really (laughs) smart. But then she has that kind of, you know, high voice kind of Kelly. She's so you went ahead and you you're like I'm going to surprise these bitches anyway. Well, it was like inertia, right? Right. I had already gotten there. I'm excited. I'm with Bobby. We're excited. But you know what? It was six o'clock in the morning when we left at four o'clock. We took like a six o'clock flight. We got there at one in the afternoon. Then we had to get to a ferry and take a ferry there. And it was like two or three o'clock. And then they held me for like an hour in the car. By the time I got to the house, I hadn't gone to the bathroom. I hadn't had a glass of water. And I mean, that was what was the worst part of rude was that Ramona didn't even say, listen, I'm sorry. Um, whatever, whatever, but, you know, have something to drink, have something to eat, but you can't stay. Like she was just, as if I showed up and I wasn't invited, I was invited. You know, right. I was invited. I was Ramona never disinvited. Ramona Rude? Ramona. No. Do you and ever run then, into Ramona okay. in Palm Beach? I just ran into her at a birthday party the other night at, in uh, Miami. It was actually at the Four Seasons in Miami. We have a mutual friend. And, and what's it uh, like when you see her these days? It, you know, it's now very friendly, very nice. I wonder why. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, God. She's the sipping. Ramona backlash is real. Okay, we got to move on shape. from that. And by the way, we live in the same building now. Do what? you? That's who stole your headphones. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She's not a thief. She's not a thief. But, a crook. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I'm kidding. She's, she's, you listen, are she's on... the best TV ever on Housewives. Yeah. She, we're going to stay away from that lightning She's rod. Something. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to steal clear. I don't want to get into it with that. You are on, speaking of getting into it, you are on the second season of Ultimate Girls Trips, along with Dorinda Medley, Taylor Armstrong, Brandon Glanville, Tamara Judge, Phaedra Parks, Eva, Marcel, and Vicky Gumbelson. A quick, who do who did you come out of that liking the most and liking the least? I don't know if I should say anything. Cause I don't want to give anything away. Cause if I say the most and the least, it'll kind of tell people where it's going. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. You true. can be vague. And, and I'm not being, be, I'm, I'm not general. even doing it because yeah. I would get in trouble and I don't want to do it to get in trouble. Cause I'm finally not in trouble for a change, Right. <laughs> but I really don't want to ruin it for the viewer. I sure. want them to go on the ride the way I do. Remember, I, I, I mean, I come into the show a little bit. Was later. there someone you were surprised that you got along with that you weren't expecting to? No. And was there anybody that you bumped heads with that you would not want to go on a vacation with again? A hundred percent. And we okay. And I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to root it for you. All right. I, we I don't want have you to, to watch it, it, but I, you're gonna. You're just gonna love it. You. I. I have to tell you, as a viewer, and I'm a fan of the Housewives. I'm a big fan. Um. This is gonna blow your minds. I mean, it really has to comes down to editing. They, you know, I'm putting the pressure on them, but it's gonna blow what they keep in and what they take out. But if they put in everything, like every single thing. It's going to blow your minds. I don't even know how they didn't make 10 episodes out of it. I was told they were restricted to seven. I mean. Maybe they'll be like. Uh, peacock and their rules. Jesus. It should oh, be. They, there should be outtakes. There should be a reunion. <laughs> oh, my God. There should be a reunion. You have no idea. I, I can't I cannot even. wait. 
All right, that brings us to game time. You ready for this? We are going to play the game Zarin or Karen. We're gonna play some audio clips and you, Jill, and John are going to have to guess, is it Zarin or Karen? And if you can tell me what Karen it is, you'll get an extra point. Are you ready? Yes. Clue ready. number one. I don't think it went down my throat though because I sucked it. I sucked it. I don't think it went down my throat though because I sucked it. I sucked it. Karen That's Jill Karen Zarin. From Karen. Oh, it's not Jill Zarin, but I, it could be Karen from Potomac. That's Jill nuts. gets two points. It is Karen Huger from Potomac. You are fucking good, Jill. <laughs> She's a fan yes, of the Housewives. I am. You got it. All right. Clue number two. Zarin or Karen? You're a filthy little piggy. That's a Karen from One the internet. Time. That's a Karen. You're a filthy little piggy. It is Karen Walker from Will and Grace. I never watched nice. the show. Never okay, heard but of you, it. You each get one point because you knew it wasn't you. All right. It's no Beetlejuice, but Will and Grace is pretty good. It's no Beetlejuice. Yeah, whatever. We're not going to invest. It's up to Heather. It's up to Heather to tell me. Holla. Oh, my well, God. Well, it's not me because I don't know Heather. <laughs> oh, my God. It can't <laughs> Who's be me. Who's Heather? Heather, Who's Heather from Housewives of New York. Or it could be Heather from Orange County. But I think it's Heather from New York. Okay, isn't John, that, who do you think it is? Isn't that is you that saying Ramona that? Is that saying something? No. I John, wasn't... you're right. It, it is you, it's, Jill. It's Jill. <laughs> Heather who? It, you're, is, you're is this a bit? You're Heather Thompson. It's a bit Holla. that you're doing on Bravo, and it's you impersonating Heather Thompson. It can't be. I don't it know. is. I'll send you the video. I'll send you the video. It's you. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, yeah, I'll send okay, you it. Send it's me you. the video. I believe you. I okay. okay. Two sorry. more left. Fourth clue. Jill is still in the lead. Rainy days and Mondays all. Karen Carpenter. Come on. My favorite. You got it. My favorite singer of all time is the Carpenters. I um, listen to them all the time. I isolated that acapella and it just sounds just like it's velvet. Okay, so last Makes clue. me want a snack. I'm Jill Zach. Bethany Frankel imitating me. But she's not it. Karen. Right off the top. fabulous group of people. She said people. What a bitch. No, but wait, um, wait, but wait, no, but isn't she a, she's not Karen. No, we did, that was, that was, that last one was to fuck you up. <laughs> see if you <laughs> But I got it. it. I got it. Trick Karen. It was just a segue into my last bit of questions. So Bethany said today that she would come back and do Legacy if it was the original five. How do you feel about that? I don't think she said that. She said she there was a was number, but she doesn't think, uh, yeah, she said this today. Okay, and I'll say I would come back to Legacy if we all get paid the same amount of money equally. Come on, friends. She Good. said like something that. like and that, I, though. She said something like that. There's did. a number, and she doesn't think Bravo can afford it. I think that if we, if Jill is, not I agree on with Legacy, her. I mean, I, I didn't get paid any money like goofy. first uh, the for when I did season one, two, and three, four. I got paid, you know, f- definitely a fair amount. Um, and I think that with everything that you know, we've done for the network, you know, as far as, you know, growing and everything else that whatever they would pay, if it, it, it would, you know, make up for the fact that we never made on the first, second and third and the, how much they've gotten out of that. It would be the right thing to do. It doesn't mean they'll do it. It would be so the you right want thing. And we should all be the same. I don't think that I'm worth more or less. It should than, all be the same. Than, than anything same. else, even though this one's done this and this one's done this, we all came in at the same and we should all end at the same. That's I agree. And I'm going I'm to run down a list of every Rony member, and you tell me if they're legacy or not. This is our last question. Okay. You ready? Legacy or not? 
Bethany. Oh, legacy. Luann. Legacy. Alex McCord. Legacy, legacy. Mm-hmm. Ramona. Legacy. Kelly Bean. Kelly Bean. <laughs> she's not the wow. original five. So, wow. so she's not legacy. Sonia. Not the original five. Cindy Barshop. Not, I love Cindy, but not the original five. Aviva's leg. I love Aviva. I never filmed with her. I think she'd be great on Housewives again. I Not the original five. Carol Radziwill. Never filmed with her, but definitely not the original five. She came much later. Heather Thompson. Who? She, she, replaced, <laughs> she replaced me, so I... I, 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 don't, I do not like Heather. Um, Kristen Takeman. Love Kristen. Um, again, not the original five. Your co-star of Ultimate Girls Trip 2, Dorinda. Not the original five. Tinsley. Not the original five. <laughs> Jules, Leah, Ebony are also not, not the original, original five. There's five, and we named them. It's Jill, Bethany. So you think legacy only means Should the only original the five? five? No, but I think because you started the segment with saying that Bethany Oh, so it's Mark's that. fault. <laughs> I, I think you let oh. me down that path. Wow. Okay. Damn it, Jill. I so, hope you record this so, separately so you can oh show. No, no. So I think that if you said to me, do I think that legacy could be those girls? I would yeah. say Kelly, 100%, Sonia, 100%, um, Dorinda, 100%, mm-hmm. all of them. Um, Cindy Barshop, I don't think, got a fair shake on season four. She was great, but she got kind of sucked into our getting fired. Um, she had, mm-hmm. I think she had a huge thing that she could have done. You know, she had twins, and one, one is um, transgender. And, did you know that? And there's a whole yeah. story. With that, and she was born a girl and now is a, lives as a boy and has been his whole life since he's five. You right. know, and I think that that would have been a really great story to share with the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, even and my daughter, Allie, don't like- Allie was born. People don't know this or didn't know this. There was a whole backstory to how I had my daughter, which we never talked about on Housewives. Got to save it for legacy. If there oh, is one. Shit. And if I'm invited. <laughs> There will be, and you must be on it. We will we'll get on the line with Andy right after this. Thank how, you so no, much, John, Jill, how, for how, being how here. How are they deciding, John? Oh, are I they have listening no, to the audience? I think they're I listening. No to, I think they're asking. I'm sure they will. Being, no, no, no. I'm I sure think they're take, asking the audiences. I think they're taking um, temperature. Oh, yeah. Today, I'm sure they'll right? take in That's everyone. That's what I think you know, Yeah, they look at data. They have their networky things that they do. But really, I love the that only, they're thinking of it. Yeah. I do love that they're thinking. I don't know if they're going to end up doing it, but I do love that they're thinking. Oh, doing no, they're it. doing it. It's it's happening. I mean, they don't announce it if they're not going to do it. Well, nobody, and you're going to be no, on it. Nobody, and this is our plea. This, Andy, this is our plea talking directly to you. We need Jill on the original it. five. I mean, I Every, lo- the original Mark, five. John, I don't know I love if you. I need Ramona. I love I don't you know too. I need Ramona. You got to have I think Ramona. Ramona needs as to, much as she I needs to sit this one out because sometimes. there's too much racism stuff going on with her. She needs to sit one of these episodes out. She's not a racist. No, I'm not calling her. No, racist. no, no. I'm it's saying that the there was a whole thing. Do you know they didn't do the reunion because there was an allegation that somebody said she said something, which means they didn't have any proof yeah. of it. She's not. She's a lot of things, and she's like, do you know that the other day in the elevator, and I, I told this to her the other night. She was standing in front of elevator one, and Gary walked in the building and is standing in front of elevator uh, elevator elevator three. She gets on elevator two and closes the door and doesn't. He just slams the door right in his face. She swears she didn't see him. Gary says, she saw me. What can I tell Ramona. you? Ramona. Balls in Ramona. Ramona's court to come back okay, on the pod. Fine. Yeah. We come, love her. Come we, need her. Ramona. we need her. Jill, we love you. Thank you for being on the show and come back soon and we'll be watching for Invite you on me. Legacy. 
Welcome back to Discretion Advice. I am Mark McNamara, joined by the one and the only porn top porn connoisseur joining us live from Gainesville, Florida. It is John Hill on the beat. On the beat. Okay, listen. I did a book report this week, and book I, it, honey. Book it. Booked and blessed, bitch. <laughs> I'm booked, beautiful, blessed, and bountiful. And I did a book report on one of your films. Mark McNamara. Thank you for calling it a film. It is a film. Listen, you're talented. This is a Naked Sword original. It's exclusive on Naked Sword. Uh, fucking dot com. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, it is. Which I watch and I have a long list of favorites. Okay, listen. I was going to read this like a Shark Tank or like a tech to- TED Talk or something, but I'm just going to read you literally the notes that I wrote about this movie. Okay, you ready? Sounds exciting. Go. Okay. Gorgeous cinematography, amazing dialogue, great casting with the exception of one person. Going in, we know that I don't like outdoor sex. Will this change my mind? I'm open to it. Okay. Uh, My questions right out the gate. You can answer these at the end. Where was it shot? Who shot the aerials? What is the budget for a movie like this? Who did the wardrobe? Okay. I'm just going to go through my interpretation of this plot, which I assume came from your weird brain. Also, I'm looking at my notes. I can't see you. So if you want my attention, just shout at me. (sighs) I feel like six on Blossom. It's just going to be really fast. And again, just scream at me if you need my attention. Okay, the guys arrive in a tropical location expecting a nice resort, but instead it's a total dump. Again, kind of like me when I stayed at Mark's. We know Diego and Bo Butler are trying to have a romantic getaway like that. I don't know if they're a throuple with Michael Boston or whatever, but Diego and Bo are in a couple situation. Michael gets kidnapped and boned by rain because he finds a conch shell at the bottom of the ocean, very aerial, part of your world vibes. Then they can't find Michael, but they almost get run over. And then they find a dog. Is it Prince? It looks like Prince. Random attacks. We don't know why they're being attacked or hijacked or whatever, but we know some shady shit is going on. But then wait, Diego is possessed in a mirror, Jekyll and slutty Hyde. What is happening? But can't find out yet because Diego's going to fuck Bo. Okay, outside. Again, though i don't like an outside sex scene is diego in on it what was that devil in the mirror stuff it reminds me of that movie final analysis with kim basinger when she drinks the nyquil and goes on a killing spree and then fucks richard Gere. only it's Bo butler as um is it Bo butler or banks yep oh yeah my favorite my friend then there's a a pretty quick plot moment where all of a sudden they see the tattooed men and they're tied up in a pole under a bridge on the water so i didn't know how that happened but whatever we got there um I take back what I said about Bo's great acting, um, but A for effort when he talks about the seagull that comes to take him away and crying over his dead grandpa. And we all want to think about dead grandpas while we're watching porn. They break free because Bo's Hulk strength is triggered when Diego mocks him for crying. Then they find their car and we're back to where we were when the movie started. This whole thing has been a flashback and I wonder what happened to Slitty Devil Diego from the mirror, but shrug. Rain shoots at them. Um, No Michael Boston though still. Don't know what happened to him. They fucked in a boat. Um, I hate backseat driving and this is very upsetting and triggering. Backseat driving dead grandpa imagery plus outdoor sex all things i hate in this film but i'm still with it now the plot really blows up there's a slutty spiritual diego in the mirror but Bo turns out to be in on it with the killers too another twist oh my god thank you mark what could possibly be their scam with a busted resort and how is that a good scam Bo and the criminals go off somewhere now we're back to michael boston wandering the streets in a g looks like Bo then kills michael yay then the criminals fuck and i skip this scene Diego swims to shore, gets a text from someone who can't spell the word shoreline, and then naturally he runs to a cemetery. 
Someone has left horrifying images him on the gr- for him on the gravestones in the scariest of ways. Post-it notes. Then he finds a house, he runs into it, and finds three more things which horrify me. A parrot, a pine cone, and a fireplace, and a slow clap. Although, it's Damien Crossy, whatever. Slow Cross. clapping, so I don't care. Oh my god, one more thing that is grosser than parrots, pine cones, and fireplaces, and slow claps. Outdoor sex, back driving, and dead grandpas. Crab legs, and a shellfish platter. Disgusting, and corn on the cob. Now, I don't know, get, I don't get what's happening now. Revenge porn, he cheated on a bow with Michael Boston. Now I'm back. Because I love sugar glass and breaking bottles, and I love this fight. And the last scene, which is inside. Thank you for getting me back on board. It makes it up for, I mix up for everything else in this. I love this film. Bravo. Five penises. Five sperms. <laughs> Five sperms. I wrote the movie and I am confused on what's happening now. Five sperms all the way. <laughs> so great. That that means you've actually watched the whole thing because you, you gave detail. But in short, what happened was that Bo and Diego have gone to this resort with their friend, Michael. And what we find out later in it, Michael and Diego cheated on Bo with Michael. So Bo has come to this island via Damien Cross, who has turned revenge. revenge into a business. Love it. So you if you want to get back on somebody, you don't like a boss, a, a friend, a, a lover. You pay this service to come to this island where it's supposed to be all resort, but it's a game that this Squid person game. gets tortured. Sperm game. And they, they, you get to do whatever you want to them. No one dies. No one dies in this movie. Michael Boston doesn't die. I'm sorry. I know you want him to. But no one dies he in this He disappears. Movie. He disappears. We don't see him again, but he doesn't get he doesn't maybe he just gets like a Will Smith slap or something. But yeah, so that's the that's the deal. Bo was in it on the whole time. He brought them there so he could torture Diego for cheating on him. Well, again, five penises, five sperms. Loved it. Great job. It's really a beautiful movie. And like it's obviously a, a pornographic film. And it I uh, good good catch. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed that aspect of it as well. <laughs> you know, we I made the whole thing by myself. Uh, there was no other crew members there except for Diego, obviously, and he helped out so much. He's he's a great help. He can do anything. Um, we love him. What about but the yeah, underwater was, shots? All me. Everything you, you to, went from underwater the drone shot? to underwater was all me. Wow! And so you filmed Michael Boston at the bottom of the ocean, looking for the conch shell, which gives with you the sharks good yeah. sex with sharks. Great. And he actually dropped it. He dropped it off of the side of the boat before we got to that area. And he dropped it in a very extremely deep area of water. And we had to get it because it was part of the movie. I needed that prop. Diego tried to swim down and get it and couldn't make it. So I, I was able to, luckily. But I, on the way coming back up, I felt for a second, I'm going to pass out and I'm not going to make it to the top. And no one else can swim that deep because the one thing I am good at is swimming. So I could dive down and free dive thing. pretty deep. Jeez. Thank so God we, there's we, something. Hey, I got I got I, I can deep. I'm a deep diver. <laughs> That's it. Well, but thank it, you for this movie. I really, really you, enjoyed it, and I'm going to go back and it. spend some more time with it. If you know what I mean. Now that I've just the inside stuff, just the inside scene. I thought it was That's great. Inside. I love the. I love you. Great casting. You said except for one. Hmm. Leave that up to the I fans. Think people can w- <laughs> rewind a few episodes and figure that out. Which one you don't like? <laughs> Uh, it's not that I don't like him. You just don't want to see him. I just don't need anal. to see that. I like him. He's he's in the swords, and he was very good sport in Tahoe. Um, I do like him, and he was a good sport in this too because we asked for quite a lot. Um, 
it was a very physically demanding shoot. I mean, people don't realize you're shooting for about 17 hours a day. You get a few hours of sleep. You have to come right when the sun is up to start shooting stuff again because it's really difficult. And you have to, because the the style of the movie, the island was supposed to be abandoned, we had to go at extremely early times to shoot places where there was nobody. And that's that on that. Wow, my mind drifted back to that that the, a couple of those scenes there. Um, thank you so much. I cannot wait to watch. I can't wait to watch it again tonight as I'm drifting off to sleep. Um, and speaking of sleep, we're going to talk to someone uh, when we come back who I have shared many a night with back in the Broadway days, sleeping next to each other, sharing our dreams. Natalie Joy Johnson from Legally Blonde the Musical, also Kinky Boots, and Bear, a pop opera with me back in the day where we played drum roll twins. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Discretion Advised. Mark, how are you? Talk to me. I'm fine. I I feel honored with that book report. But next time, you're going to do it as Helvetica, and I'm going to give you the movie A Murdered Heart, or as the person on the set, A Murdered Chart, you said? A Murdered Chart. Yeah. Do it. Uh, okay, cool. I'm, uh, I'm excited about that. I can't wait to do another one. I, I put my skills to work that I didn't use in college, which I didn't really go to. Um, we have someone, we have someone joining us today. You know, we've gone from getaway, uh, tropical locations and intimate sex and parrots and pine cones, uh, to the great white way, not far from where you live. And just to get specific, my first interaction with, uh, the men of Falcon and you, Mark, Naked Sword, was at the queue when we did play live. And speaking of the queue, our friend Natalie Joy Johnson, Broadway's own Natalie Joy Johnson from Legally Blonde, Kinky Boots, Bear Pop Opera, and everything in between, has a weekly residence Saturdays at 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. rather at the queue. You have to go see it. Mark, meet Natalie. Natalie, welcome to the show. Hello. Natalie, I apologize if we left any lube or semen behind. <laughs> I Hopefully you were able to clean that right up. Um, luckily, I'm not on the the cleaning crew, which is which is a bonus. But truly, John uttered one of my favorite sentences I've ever heard from him in describing that evening. He was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm doing this show at the queue. He's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm at the queue, actually. And I am juggling. I, I mean, I am uh, judging an ass-eating contest with Jiggly Caliente. <laughs> and I'm like, that? You've made it, babe. You fucking made it. You are judging an ass-eating contest with Jiggly Caliente. Yes. Thank God you, bless. Falcon Naked Sword. I know. I really, I've made it. Broadway who? We've made it to the top <laughs> of the queue. Honey. Um, Natalie, you're just recovering from some surgery. How are you feeling? Well, you know what? I have to say, I had surgery on Monday and it's um, Friday and I'm doing great. I actually feel really good, honey. I feel good and I feel empowered because yeah, mama got her tubes tied. More specifically, (gasps) I got them taken out. They didn't even just tie these bitches. They're like, we're just taking them. So I am officially what um, we would like to refer to as sterilized. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. The tubes are out and the loads are coming. So I (laughs) couldn't be more excited. (laughs) Couldn't be more excited. a fallopianectomy? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the technical term is other than sterilization. And no, tubal ligation. That is the technical term. No, is it really? Tubal so when ligation. they take the tubes out, do you get to keep them like in a mason jar? 
You know what? I didn't Or like wear them as earrings with the ovaries at the end. I didn't even think to ask. I wish we would have had this convo before Monday. I would have said, can I get those to go? Yeah, doggy bag of formaldehyde. Can you just put that here? <laughs> Natalie, the, um, Mark directs porn. Do you watch a lot of porn? I do. I do. Do you really? Uh, well, yeah, of course. You know, I love. Give me to- some of your category. Yeah, yeah, what are your like, categories? What do you like? Well, see, I like the shit that's not directed. You know what I mean? I'm an okay. amateur kind of gal. I like to see people that are like really fucking for the fuck's sake of it all. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? The things that are really interesting to me right now, hot wife, hot wife, take all those fucking cocks, girl, and then make him watch it. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. I love a hot wife. I fucking love a hot wife. I also love an MMF has been a big, big um, uh, fantasy slash uh, that's very high on the search list. MMF? Yeah. like Is that Joe Rogan cage fighting? (laughs) Uh, Cage fighting this pussy. Um, No, (laughs) it's uh, male, male, female. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, male, male, female. Got it. Oh, DP. Um, Now, you were famously in a a, um, scene in High Maintenance where you got DP'd. Well, I mean, yes, honey. Uh, Season two, episode one. um, I got railed by two fucking amazing, delicious hot men who are like so sweet. They're both like married and have children, and we like all still will sometimes Instagram each other. Um, Yeah, Cameron is literally searching for this right now. I can see him. (laughs) It was amazing. It was amazing. Literally filmed on my thirty ninth birthday. I was like, if this is thirty nine, honey, get into it. Okay, (laughs) it was the best. It was great. And actually, from that scene, there's a scene where we're in the shower, and one's eating me out from the front, and one is eating me out from the back. And I literally (laughs) improved because, you know, I'm acting, right? I improved, and I went, oh, my God, yes, 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 yes. And that is sampled and get into it, Queen. So that's the full, that is the full (laughs) The single that you sing every, your your signature single, your number one hot dance pop track. Honey, Get Get Into into It, it, Queen Queen. by Miss Natalie, available on all streaming, you know, platforms. Wow. And a video on YouTube. Anyway, what else do I like in porn? Wait, I want to finish because I don't feel like I finished. Um, I love an amateur. I love a big cock. I love- um, Do you ever watch gay porn? Not too much. Not really. Not really. Not really. Because also part of it for me is like the gal. The gal is, you know, when I go and check my cam girls, which is like a daily routine in the morning, it's mostly all women. Like I'm I'm here for the gals as much as the men, if sometimes not more so. Um, okay. Okay. This is this was an interesting twist. And I really probably never would have even looked this up except during the pandemic. There was this man that we've been flirting with each other for like two years. He lives in LA. I've never met him. But he was like kind of talking talking to me about fisting. And I was like, mm, I'm really gonna investigate that. So like I've gone down like a fisting hole, <laughs> a fisting journey on on um on my porn searches. And I actually am like surprisingly very into that but it can't be like it's got again it's got to be like there's this one I should send you guys the link it's perfect because you tell you can tell that they like are into each other they love each other trust each other it's like he's letting her fucking have it she's losing her mind it's great it's not like gross it's not like too much it's not like anyone's like bleeding and it's painful it's just they are like living their best lives with her fist in her cunt so I, I, that's, that's something I've been surprisingly into. And that guy also sent me 
um, porn that's like pumped up pussies. Have you ever seen that? When girls what? like pump their pussies. So like, <laughs> like big, oh, I can't. Like a big pussy lab? Yes. So you know how they have pumps for lip. dicks? They have pumps yes. for dicks. They have pumps mm-hmm. for pussies. And I definitely bought one because I was very curious. And it was the pandemic. And I wasn't fucking anyone. So aren't, I was like, come aren't on. Aren't you scared it's going to go down? It's going to stay like that? No. no, but you would want it to stay like that. I mean, you want the cushion. So like right. the, the difference between a gay man fucking an ass is a lot of cushion on an ass. It's, I think it's a nice feature to have a chunky pussy. Oh, well, I do. I mean, I have a very meaty tuck to begin with. This pussy, okay. like, th- there's not been a pair of leggings that could stand up to it. I mean, walking down the street, it, right it is, up. yeah, it's 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 on display, on display, a la um, Melissa She got Gorga. a gobbler. Um, yeah, honey, she's going to fucking gobble that dick, which now I can and not worry about getting pregnant, which is so fucking awesome and empowering. And, like, literally let me do it while I still have the right to, for fuck's sake. I mean, as they're taking away all of our rights. Um, you should be scared of this pussy, quite frankly. Um, anyway, <laughs> pumped up pussies. Look at that. The pumped up pussies are wild. Let me ask you a question then Please. about the pumped up pussy and Legally Blonde. Let's tie this together. Sure. Do Untie the curtains the match the drape? Or is it Legally Blonde down there? Do straight women uh, have hairy pussies these days? I do. Because again, okay. I love a throwback vibe. And also like... We're going to get into this really quickly. When I was a child, my mom is a hairdresser. She um, styled your pussy. Well, she had to learn how to wax. Okay. She she had to learn as a kid. She had to learn how to wax. Now, now, I was like 12, 13, 14, probably 13, 14. Okay. Hold on. You know how there's Tan Mom, our friend Hannah, who tanned her daughter as a kid? Is your mom wax mom? No, 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 no. No, because also this was like in the early 90s. So this was before Brazilians. Doesn't matter. This was before Brazilians were a thing. It does matter because she wasn't waxing my like pussy lips. She was waxing like my bikini line, which is just like that part near your thighs where like if you're wearing a little bathing suit, like you can see your pubes. So she was like, let's do it. Right. And apparently my dad said something to her because he had the pool. Apparently my dad was like, Dale, you got to take care of the, you know, I'm sake, you guys. So anyway, she definitely waxed me as a child and it, she did not know what she was doing at that point. So it was awful and painful and terrible. And I like, oh, oh, I like bled and I cried and I was like, I mean, to this day, never again. Like I will, I've never as a, as an adult ever once, ever once gotten my pussy waxed. Never once. Nobody has waxed my, my nether regions except for my mother. Okay. No one. And I, and no one at this point ever will. I have a trimmer. I will use a trimmer. I will shave it sometimes. The last time, one of the last times I fully shaved it bald was, I think, because I saw gray. And I was like, ooh, this is the first time I'm seeing multiple grays here. That's got to go. But now, like, look, I'm 43. I can take all the loads. Come get this gray-haired pussy. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm into it. Welcome to Fraggle Rock. Like, get up in that gig. Down in Fraggle wow. Rock. Congratulations on your tubes being gone. Thank and you. And for you. all the incoming loads. And Can't wait. Thank you for coming on to the show. Will you please come back and just give us an update in a couple of months. Just kind of like give us a, an update on, on, on how many you've taken. And, uh, I'll start the tally. I'll start yeah. the tally now. And um, it's, you know, that's, that's a nice goal actually to look forward to. Start um, the tally sessions. 
start the tally sessions. I'm not going to say I have it. Hey, um, just FYI, I will be coming to Los Angeles this summer. So I'm hoping I can meet up with Fisty Mc, you know, pumped pussy and see what happens in real life. Oh my God. Get yourself two airplane seats. Um, <laughs> Lord. All right. Thank you so much. Natalie joy. <laughs> No tube Johnson. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to watch the full podcast episodes on discadpod.com. That's D-I-S-C-A-D-P-O-D.com. And make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're at discadpod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Again, that's D-I-S-C-A-D-P-O-D. Until next time, load them up. Bye.